it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. And if you are just joining us this week, October happens to be the Travel and Shit Anniversary Month. So this month, I am having my incredible listeners join me in on the celebration because there is no podcast without you guys. Other than that, it would just be an audio diary and I would be sitting and talking to myself. Um, And I am so, so happy and honored to have today's guest because I don't know that she knows, but she has been such a very important motivating factor in this journey for me her comments on the youtubes her answering my spotify poll that they have up there i really don't know if you know how much that absolutely means the world to me it's just the little ways that you just share such kind words on my content that I really, truly do appreciate. And I wanted to publicly thank you because you do make all of your comments public. And one thing that I personally struggle with is taking my time with my words sometimes, but then sometimes I never loop back to actually do it because I will be in the moment and feel so much, but I have a hard time sometimes. As much as I run my mouth, I happen (laughs) to have a hard time sometimes taking what is in my head and on my heart and putting it into words. And I don't know that I've always followed up with all the comments. So I wanted to tell you, thank you so much. It means so much to me. And it's kind of like a reminder. You know, they say, tell you, check on your loved ones and tell you to reach out to um, your strong friend and all of kind of shit. While that is important also, sometimes all it is is like a really small word to someone that you don't even know in person. Like you don't know in real life, as people right. would say, as if the mm-hmm. internet hasn't now become a ubiquitous part of actual real life. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you for your kind words. And if you so ever have the opportunity, folks, to just say something nice to people, say yeah. something nice. I happen to do that in real life. So it's very nice to see it um, reciprocated in this digital life. So Miss Boy, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you. So deserved. Um, And (laughs) thank you. And so I think that's a perfect segue for you to introduce yourself. So if you're watching on the YouTubes, you guys can see that I have a beautiful face here with me. So my beautiful face, Mrs. Boy, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, um, my name is Melissa Blackson Boyd and I'm from Philadelphia. And I am, I've been listening for about a year and a half to the, but it's now my favorite travel podcast. Um, I just enjoy how real and how much, you know, D connects travel to just your everyday life and just makes it adventurous. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to several travel podcasts and yours is my favorite. So thank you. Thank you. That, that means a shit ton of a lot. Uh, So this month, there are no hard topics. There are no structured outlines. It's just a kick it about travel. And um, in our email exchanges, you had mentioned um, one of the things that, you know, you might want to discuss this episode was regrets. Yes. And I think that that is a very fitting place to start okay. because I absolutely agree and share in that sentiment. I let so many restricting beliefs keep yes. me from traveling mm-hmm. um, as a younger person. 
And a lot of it was, well, I don't have anybody to go with. I don't have a man. So, you know, that whole vacation is just not going to happen. A lot of my really close friends ended up having kids early. Uh, Well, not early. Like we weren't like 15 year olds. Right. Um, But like my early 20s, Mm -hmm. uh, my best friends either moved out of state, um, were married. A lot of them got married very early or had kids. So it was kind of like, okay, girls trip, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, going to happen the way that I saw it, right? Because all I would really see of travel was kids going on spring break in Miami or going to Myrtle Beach or going to South Beach or, you know, like the Cancun trip where the seniors, you know, friend group kind of goes and does their little thing. So I didn't see what I didn't have for myself what I saw and what I thought travel was. So for me, because I couldn't connect those dots, I just didn't go. And (laughs) at some point, at some point I was 30 Mm -hmm. and I finally went. And that was my first solo trip. Prior to that, I'd only gone to uh, like different states. Like I go see my cousin in Virginia or I was going to New Orleans to see my homegirl from Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go to... Did I go to Atlanta? I mean, I've been to Atlanta plenty of times, but right. I'm trying to think if, if that was part of like my my young bitch travel journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like Atlanta was more familial because that's really all I got in Atlanta. Right. Um, but long and short, I do have regrets about not, mm-hmm. and not like hard regrets mm-hmm. like, oh my God, right. I, if I could do it again, <laughs> I would do it different. But right. it's kind of like, right. all right, you know, I see how mm-hmm. I got in my own way. Yes. Um, what was your experience with, you know, coming into your travel experience or coming into what you now currently hold as your travel beliefs? That's so funny. Um, what you said, you started traveling, you did your first solo trip, um, you said in your thirties. So I did my first solo trip in my fifties. So I, um, I can relate so much. It just fascinates me how much I can relate to a lot of what you say, even though there's a difference in age between us, but mm-hmm. we share a lot of the same travel philosophies. So I was in that same place. I was single mom, had three daughters, they're adults now, but, you know, raising them, I didn't think I had enough money to travel. I didn't think, you know, with school, it was always thinking about their schedules or where I was going to do it, um, jobs trying to take off time. You know, sometimes in the summer I would have to work instead of being able to just have that free time to go on vacation and things like that. So I just put it off. I just kept putting it off. And the other part you said about like the vacation and I I wasn't in a relationship. And so it was, well, I'll wait. And one day when I have, you know, one day when I have a man, you know, we're going to me and my man, we're going to go here. We're going to go there and do this. But then you know, I looked up one day and said, what if that never happens? Like, what if that never happens? So I remember it was right after my 50th birthday and me and my best friend, we've been friends since we were 12. So we've been friends for over 40 years and we had never gone on vacation together. Mm-hmm. So here we were just, I think she was getting ready to celebrate her 50th birthday. And I had, I think we both were, I was getting ready to celebrate. I'm not sure about the timing. But it was like, let's go somewhere. And we planned a whole trip to Niagara Falls. Oh, and nice. It was so nice. And look, on the Canada side. So we, if anybody knows me, they know I like to travel 
it's never simple. It's never just a flight or a drive to one destination and just stay there. So I planned it out where we flew into Buffalo from Philadelphia, and then we took a taxi from Buffalo into Niagara Falls over to over across the border. And then once we got there, um, of course, we stayed, you know, like in the hotel where you can see the falls, the Falls View Hotel. Oh, nice. And just did it up. And it was just really nice. And we stayed for about a week. And as I was doing research, one thing I like to do when I travel, I've, I'm a history buff. And like you, I love museums. I love tours mm-hmm. and finding out things that unexpected things about the destination where I'm traveling. So I was able to, through a newspaper article, find out about a woman that did Black history tours in Niagara Falls. And a lot of people don't think about that. I didn't think about it. There's such a huge Black history story in terms of, you know, like slaves who were escaping slavery in America once it got to the point where America, like basically none of America, even North, wasn't safe, they would go into Canada and they would swim across Lake Erie, which when you see it, it's like, I don't even know how anybody thought about swimming across this lake because it's, it's pretty, it's a big lake and it's a big current, it's a, a strong current, so I don't even know how they made it. But she just took us all around and showed us like this whole area that had been established by Black people, like really in the 1800s and they had their neighborhood there's a there's like they call it the colored cemetery but it's just like like now we may take it as like a derogatory term but for them it was like their own land their own base their own cemetery where they got to you know uh, remember and bury their own so they didn't have to wait for somebody else to do it so and she just took us all around niagara falls and we just got to see the black experience and the history and even the current black experience in Niagara Falls. And it was amazing. So that's kind of how it started. That wasn't a solo tour. It was just me and my friend. But after that, it was like just the two of us. So going down to one wasn't hard. And I remember my first solo trip actually started out as a group trip. So my family likes to travel for sports. That's one of the things like, I heard you talk about traveling for music, and I like that too, but my family travels for sports. So I'm Philadelphia. I'm a big Eagles fan. And so we traveled to Detroit to go see the Eagles. And it was really cool. And we always go in a couple days early so we can kind of see the city where they're playing. Then we go to the big game. And it's cool because you get to have like that whole excitement of the sports event. And everybody's charged in the city and you have like those friendly rivalries that's going on and stuff like that. So we were doing like almost every year. But this year I found out some kind of way that how close Chicago is to Detroit. So I just called the airline and said, how much would it cost instead of going back with them to Philadelphia if I divert my flight and go to Chicago for a couple of days? And that was back in like 2016 and it was like $12. It was a twelve hour different. That was it. So I was like, definitely. So, okay. <laughs> so I just changed my flight, went to Chicago, and I just hung out in Chicago for two days, I believe, by myself. And that was my first real solo trip where I was just by myself, and I loved it. I was gonna say, how did that feel? I loved it. I, I hear people talk about like not feeling safe and things like that. It comes up a lot when you travel solo, but at no time. 
you know, I did a little bit of research, not much, but just enough to know kind of like what area I wanted to stay in. I found a hotel, the reviews, um, and I kind of just stayed in the more touristy part of Chicago. I stayed down, um, no, I think it's like the Navy Yard, I think it's called, um, the Naval Base. No, it's not a Naval Base, but it's like, um, it's a tourist attraction where it's like a big Ferris wheel and it's kind of by the pier. Okay. It's by the pier, okay. the new pier. And just did things. I, I scheduled a foot tour. Um, we just walked around and did like a historic tour to kind of familiarize myself with Chicago. I love them too. And I always look for the free ones because they're always like some where you can go for free and then you can kind of pay as you yeah. can or pay as you will. And I find them to be very, very interesting. If I could find a black owned one, that's my goal. But um, I'll learn from anybody. So that's what right. I did. And I stayed. I scheduled myself a foot massage right after my three-hour tour. And nice. just made a whole two days by myself. And then I eventually flew back home to Philly. I think that that's one of the things that um, I've mentioned plenty of times that solo travel doesn't have to be scary right like mm-hmm. i understand the sentiment of it being right. scary because at right. one point i didn't think i could go anywhere by myself. exactly but when i realized like girl you live by yourself now. exactly like what don't you do by yourself it's been exactly. you and this dog for <laughs> years when right. you leave the house this little thing ain't with you right. like it's just it's you true. In right. these streets, right. doing your grocery shopping, going exactly. to the doctor's office, getting on the train, getting off the train, right. going here, going there, going to this movie theater, going mm-hmm. to get my nails done, going to get my hair done, whatever it was, I was doing it by myself. Exactly. And then I realized it's like it's the same thing. It's the same else. thing. Just it in a different doesn't have to be. <laughs> That's it. It's just somebody else's neighborhood, and it's like I'm in somebody's. I'm in somebody else's neighborhood the majority of the time. Exactly. I am out of my house. So right. it it doesn't have to be this grandiose, mm-hmm. you know, long and drawn out, elaborate plan right. that you have to, um, you know, piece together and overthink. Right? right. I like the way you already had a trip planned. You mm-hmm. said, let me have a good time with the family. Right. right. And then I could just step to the side. And do something myself. Continue your trip. It makes it, I think, a little bit more palatable for people, Mm -hmm. especially in terms of that familial worry. Like when that cousin is in your ear, like, girl, you're going to go where? (laughs) Where are you going to stay? Who are you going to be with? Who will know you there? It's like Mm -hmm. you were just two hours away or you were a city right over. You saw what it was. You Mm -hmm. got the energy of the area. It's right. the same thing because, like, okay. it's just going to be me by myself. If I told you I was going to go outside and get coffee and I was going to bring something back, you'd be all right with no me going problem. by myself, right? Right. <laughs> right. So it's right. like that same energy applies. Right. How do you think you, like, for, so growing up, what was your experience of travel? Did you travel when you were younger? And what did that, if it did at all, um, how did it influence the way you felt coming into it as an adult? Yeah. So, um, when I was younger, the big mode of travel was either car or bus. You always, you know, you got the bus trips or you went on a road trip and it usually was like a packed car, whole family, extended family going to a relative's house or something like that. Maybe a school trip, something like that, but yeah. it was pretty limited. Um, but I do remember taking my first flight when I was about nine years old 
and we were going to Disney World. And not to tell my age or anything, but that was like Disney World had just opened. <laughs> so that's okay. how <laughs> but um so that was a big deal. And we used to get dressed up. We used to get on a plane, you used to wear your 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 little suit, your little socks, your Easter Easter With Easter the frills. frills. <laughs> and so we all, you know, dress up, get on this plane and go down. I used to love the gloves. Every oh, Easter oh. I wanted me a pair of gloves. Yes. I looked forward yes. to them little white gloves. Ooh. Yes, I remember that. Like, My always give me some cute ones. Hat, little hat. <laughs> yep. So you know that's how it was. So on the plane, that's what we did. You know, so as a family, we would go down there, and that was kind of my extent of flying. Um, was to go. We pretty much did. For some reason, my mom. My mom loved Disney World, and she just fell in love with Florida. So that became our go-to vacation spot. So whenever we flew somewhere, that was it. Otherwise, we would do like car trips or bus trips, something like that. Um, and then when I got into my twenties on my own, we went to a cousin. Me and my cousin went to a to the Bahamas. So that was like my first grown trip. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> to the Bahamas with her, and you know, it was like her boyfriend, my boyfriend, and we we're hanging out in the Bahamas. Um, she had a friend, a coworker, somebody who had like a timeshare or something, and they just had a timeshare. Okay. So it was nice. It was inexpensive. And we stayed for about a week. So that was pretty cool, kind of just doing it on your own. And then after that, you know, it's kind of like a blur because I got married. I had kids. And I don't know. It just stopped. It just seemed like as I go back and look, we did a lot of local stuff. But in terms of like getting on a plane, I don't know if it was because just the thought of doing that with, you know, like three kids by myself. Maybe that was overwhelming. I don't know, but I didn't travel. So same cousin, and thank you to my cousin, because she's always looking out for me. She encouraged me to come on here today. And she was like, just go talk. <laughs> and she, um, we, she gave, she gave me a trip. She gave my daughter a trip for high school graduation. My, my oldest daughter, a cruise. And I'm like, that's so nice. You're going to take my throat on a cruise. She said, no, all y'all coming. So her and other family members that got together to make sure that we had no excuse. I had no excuse. We were going on the family that vacation. so beautiful. And we went, um, cruised out of New York and cruised to, I think, like it was like Nassau and Turks and Caicos. And after that, it was done. It was like, I got bit. And my my children, it was just like, I'm going to find somewhere to go. I'm going to find some plane ride. And that's when plane travel was kind of still affordable. You know, so it was probably maybe about, I think that was 2014. 2014 was, so it had been a gap and we hadn't traveled. But um, after that, it was like every year. Every year I was just perusing the internet and going on the travel pages and just trying to find some place to go. Um, I took another, I took about three more cruises. I went to Alaska. We took a Mediterranean cruise and I got a chance to do some of the really big ones. Um, and a lot of people wait a lifetime to do. It just so happened because I was traveling with different people that wanted to go to these different places. I got to go to, um, like trips that were kind of like bucket list trips for other people. Yeah. It became like, Oh, well, you've already been, you only been on four cruises, but you've been on all the big cruises that everybody kind of waits right. their whole life to go on. Um, and then just flying into different places. Um, we took a family trip 
And when we travel as a family, I say family, it's like 20 of us. <laughs> it's like, and I became for the faint of heart. No, it's not. I'm kind of a planner for that family because I was always going over and above trying to do something different. You are so, For instance, when we went to the Mediterranean cruise, I didn't plan that trip. It was planned by someone else. And then I got the opportunity to go and take my three daughters. So that was amazing. And I had teenage girls and I knew they weren't going to want to do the museum thing. So I just went online and tried to find some fun things. So we were able to go, me and other, not just the, not just the four of us, but the whole family. We rented scooters and did like the Vespa scooters through Italy. We did kayaking. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> when I look at the pictures, I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> that meme that says, you know, when you're home, you barely want to, you know, do anything adventurous. You want to get on a bike in your own neighborhood, but when you go right. on vacation, you're like riding. Let me rent a plane. Let me fly out there. <laughs> and so we were on the Vespa scooter all through these mountains. They had us on some little roads traveling through Tuscany. It was beautiful, but I was scared to death. But so memorable. And we also did um, kayaking in France. They just took us out to this little. I don't know, I guess it was like a lake or a sea, or I don't know what it was. It went into the ocean, and we were all in kayaks and just arranged a tour. Um, we did all kinds of black, we did black history tours. Me and my daughter, we learned so much about like the black experience in Barcelona, um, wow. black experience in Sicily. Like so many people, you know, there's so much they don't tell us. Yeah. So much we don't know. So you would think you I, weren't there if you left you weren't to. Exactly. What they tell you in school and what they show on TV yep. and, and all that. Until you go. Until you go. And when you go, we had a tour guide who was pointing out like a lot of the statues and a lot of the um, carvings in these ancient buildings. There were black people carved into these buildings. Wow. But if you were just walking past, you wouldn't even notice. That was in Barcelona. So I say all that because after I planned all that adventurous stuff for that trip because of my daughters, they were like, oh, we want you to plan all of our... <laughs> All of our adventurous vacations. So that's the burden of being good at something. I know, I know. I love it though. I really do. I mean, it does get to be a lot at times. And I've heard, like, I agree with you a lot of things. Like, with the book, I don't want to book nobody's flight. That's on you. Book your own hotel because everybody has their preferences. But when it comes to the excursions and the trips and things like that, what are we going to do while we're there? I'm good all day that's for that. Bad. I like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, I think once you find a good balance in terms of traveling with people, Mm -hmm. who's good for what, like with my partner and I, I'm good for that. I -hmm. will handle the experiences and he does the food. He is absolutely food in terms of bars. If we do restaurants, if we do food trucks, if we do our own shopping, he ain't never steer me wrong. Yes. When it comes to that food That's and that good. drink, that That's I don't good. even bother. Mm-hmm. I don't even buy. All it is is, well, what are you in the mood for? That's the only contribution to the food that I have, and that the rest is all him. But when it comes to the activities and shit to right. do, he'll defer to me. It's not right. like he is in, he is absolutely capable of doing right. that. Like right. he is right. contributed. Like okay, well, what about this? I heard this right. was a thing, or what, last time I was in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, we did this. I want to take you to this place or whatever. Right. But 
he's very flexible and laid back with but whatever mm-hmm. makes you happy you want to do whatever like we could go to the museum or we could do this and we'll yes. have a good fucking time yeah, but yeah. what do you think that well not that but what do you think your or how do you think your experience of travel has mm-hmm. impacted how you may have or may not have mm-hmm. influenced your girls to travel like how did your personal feelings on travel kind of shape how um like you the yes. the the person the adult the right. how did your take influence how you wanted to kind of impart that on your children because i feel like people generally say oh you always want better for your kids like i've never heard anybody say you don't want better for your kids right, right? but right. i feel like when it comes to something like travel mm-hmm. without it being an intentional conversation to have yes. i feel like it's not really something that necessarily comes right. up and mm-hmm. I could absolutely be wrong because I feel like everybody's life experience is different. Right. But is that a thing that you considered? Is that something that you thought about? Is that something that you decided to be intentional about? Um, what did that look like as a parent for you? Well, exactly. The word is intentional. I, I don't want them to make the mistake I did and have the regret that I had. I want them to start traveling early. So mm-hmm. like my oldest daughter, she was 14 and she took a trip to Haiti. It was with like our church, but it was like, get on out of here. And none of nobody else in the family was going. So she was going with, I mean, there were people that I knew, but they weren't family members, but she wanted to go. She expressed an interest in going. We did some research. We made sure she was going to be with people that were safe and things like that. But she got on the plane at, she was um, 13 or 14 and she went to Haiti she went to Dominican Republic. You know, she started, they have more passport stamps than I do, my kids do. And that was, that was a big part of intentionally get, making sure they had their passport, making sure their passport stayed up to date, um, making sure that they knew that nothing was out of reach for them. You know, being a single mom, and sometimes it's like, I know people that I grew up with who really haven't been a lot of places. And it kind of shocks me sometimes because it's just like, you know, you don't want to sound... Like arrogant, because it's a privilege. Travel is a privilege. Everybody doesn't get to do Absolutely. it. Everybody's not exposed to it. So I really do appreciate that I got that exposure. But I want to make sure my my girls understand, and not just my girls, but I do a lot of work with young people on my job. So I make sure they know too. It's like, no, you have to get your passport. You have to be ready. Because even though you don't have a trip planned, when one comes up, you make sure you have everything so you can say, yes, I'm ready to go. You know, right. get your the opportunity find you exactly exactly and so with my girls now like i said they've been i have my youngest daughter she's been to at least 13 or 14 countries like with different people you know sometimes people are taking their own children and they're maybe like their child especially when the kids get to be a teenager they don't want to be with their parents but so it's like oh can 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 your daughter come with us so that they can hang out and keep my kid company, sure. And so because she had her passport, because she was ready to go, it was like she got to go to 13 different countries. You know, over the years, um, encouraged them to do. My one daughter, she uh, moved to New York. She lives in New York now. So when people were kind of encouraging her to kind of stay close to home, I was like, New York is close to home. I mean, it's really close. It's closer to Philly than a lot of Colleges in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. When I said Absolutely. I was going to New York, people were like, New York? That's a whole different state, you know? But, and now she's been there 10 years and she loves it. Wow. And she, 
she lives in Harlem. So I just want them to know. (laughs) I want her to know that I want them all to know. And I want really anybody around me to know that Mm -hmm. travel is accessible. It's accessible to you. You have to, like you said, prepare yourself for the opportunity. Um, do what's comfortable or maybe like a little bit out of your comfort zone. You don't have to do what I do, but um, because I'll just get up and go. I'll just announce <laughs> to my kids, especially now that they're adults, you know, um, I'm re- I got remarried, so I'm married, but my husband's even like, I'll tell you, uh, for example, uh, the friend that went on the Niagara Falls trip. So I had planned a bunch of road trips for me and my husband after we got married in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 came. So all those road trips <laughs> were gone. <laughs> it was like we had about five road oh, trips. Oh, that's so sad. When you start traveling late, the thing is, I want to catch up. There's so many things I want to see, so many things I want to do. So I had planned about five road trips. And as soon as I was able to start traveling again, I said, okay, we're going to start doing these road trips. So I mentioned the first road trip to him, and that was a civil rights trail road trip. So he was like, in in the 2020 climate, he was like, nah, I'm good. So in 2020, we'll say that one. (laughs) He said, I'm good. So I was like, no, after, you know, after being locked in the house, it was like, no, I don't want to take for granted that this opportunity will always be there. So, you know, he said, ask one of your friends to go. So I went back to my best friend from the Niagara Falls trip and asked her to go. And she said, yeah. And so we went and we flew into Nashville, rented a car, drove through Tennessee with the Memphis, Birmingham, Selma, Montgomery. <laughs> we went deep. We went all the way. But let me tell you, we came back. It was emotional. It was a roller coaster of and for emotions. But we came back feeling so empowered and so proud wow. of our people, you know, and what they had endured so that, you know, we could travel. We could Right. Jumping car, everything we just it just made us appreciate our lives so much more for what they sacrificed, what they what they did for us. So it wasn't all sad. We did a lot of fun things, but a lot of reflective stuff too. So you know, I say that you know that was just another kind of intentional but spontaneous trip. Yeah. Again, like he didn't want to go, so I went. Um, stop me. I'm a go. <laughs> so I want my. Back to my kids, you know, I want them to have the same kind of, you know, don't let anything stop you. If yeah. you want to go, if you want to do it, you know, you can go by yourself. You can go with a small group. You can go with a friend um, or you can go with a group, whatever you want to do. But just be open to different opportunities to travel. That um, two parts. So the first part I'll say is that I feel like sometimes we don't even realize how our own decisions in, I don't want to say bravery, but um, cause I don't want to make it seem like it's, well, sometimes it is that deep, right? right but right. sometimes our own bold choices, yes. I'll say that sometimes our old bold choices, when we live in our own light, we give other people permission to see their own right. light. And right. I know that that was the, um, experience for me and how I started traveling because Mm -hmm. the big part of it for me was seeing my friend, um, unicorn and BK, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, seeing her and, um, shout out to pose beauty, miss Anissa. 
um, seeing the two of them, black women solo traveling, um, that unlocked so many doors for me because I saw a lot of myself in them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and seeing them in Cambodia, in uh, Vietnam and just doing these incredible trips and staying in hostels in other countries. And I'm like, hostels? I don't know if I could do that. And then she's showing me that it's just like, oh, so you right. have your own room in a hostel? So this hostel looks like a fucking hotel. Basically, and it's like yeah. you see it and then you realize, oh, I can do this. Okay. And it's something that I don't, I don't want to say the language wasn't there when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But the older I got, I realized how much representation matters, even yes. as an adult. Yes. Even as an adult, representation mattering doesn't just stay in the world of children. It Mm -hmm. absolutely affects adults and the ways that they are able to see themselves and the the futures they're able to envision for themselves. Grown me who lived on their own, was paying their bills, college degree, doing my thing, being successful in life. Well, you know, well. I wasn't unsuccessful. I mean, I looked right. like, like all right, that little job was cute, but uh, no, let me run that back. I was successful because I have lived on my own since 2000 and what, four, maybe. No, that's a lie. When I graduate, 2004, I was still in college, 2008. It was October, 2008, or it was May in 2008. Yeah, I think it was the May after I graduated. Okay. I graduated 2007 and then I think I moved out. I started working at that job in October and then I got, and I never remember dates and times. <laughs> this is the only area of my life when I can tell you what year something happened. And I always mm-hmm. have to go back to when I graduated, but it was, I've been doing this since 2008. So um, yay me, but that seeing those women at, at that bigly age of 30, it right. was kind right. of, Maybe I shouldn't be so scared. Yes. Maybe it doesn't have to be as, you know, grandiose mm-hmm. and detailed and extravagant as I pictured. That's and right. the next question I had was like, oh my God, like, you know, does anybody know any travel agents? And mm-hmm. this, and Anissa was like, do it yourself. Just do it. And I was Just, like, huh? <laughs> Me? Me? The girl that ain't never been nowhere about to plan a trip. How am I plan a trip? And I've never been on a trip. And she was like, the Google, you're fine. Well, just do it. And it was just like, you put all of these what ifs and what ifs with buts and if, and, and just some things, it really is just pull the trigger. Just That's absolutely it. start where you are with what you That's have. Right. I thought I was going to go to Martinique. That okay. didn't work out. Right. Ended up in Bermuda. For the first trip to go so left. Mm-hmm. And then to realize I could do hard things. I know how to pivot. If right. something goes wrong, I could figure it out because guess what? That's what I've been doing. Yeah. And so that representation as an adult opened so many doors for me. And so I feel like, you know, your girls being able to see you traveling right. and to be able to see that you weren't afraid of traveling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gave them that courage to, I mean, I can't speak for them, but as Mm -hmm. someone who knows what it feels like to look at someone close to you Mm -hmm. and see that it can be done. Right. I think that if more of us would realize that we don't have to necessarily 
intentionally be the change we want to see that sometimes just the small act of doing what we feel is right for us can give somebody else that boost to do something similar for them in whatever way that may be. It doesn't even have to be travel. It could be something as simple as, you know what? I know what it looks like to do something new. Maybe I should try this. Maybe I will start that food blog or maybe I will, you know, um, take those nail set classes and become Mm -hmm. an actual license. I think that's under cosmetology. I feel like it may be. Esthetician, cosmetology. Yeah. Right. It's in one of them books. I don't know. So I think that a lot of times if you need some motivation to figure out a why for you to do something that you are interested in doing, consider that it may inspire somebody that you care about to do something that they care about. So if you need something bigger than you to give you a reason to travel, consider that there are people looking at you that you don't even know. Exactly. looking at you right. and i don't think that it has to necess- it has to only be kids it no. can be other adults and i was going to say that other grown women yeah. that were inspiring my grown ass grown, you know what right. i mean like exactly. it's like exactly. you just want to see yourself yes you just want to see yourself exactly. in that yeah. yeah now the other question i was going to ask you is was it easier or do you think it was easier or not to be the parent of a child traveling on their own because mm-hmm. of your travel experience or because of the fact that you wished that you had traveled sooner? Did that like ease any fears? Because I know that some parents, um, and I guess also you got to know your kid, like right. you can right. have 10 kids and you right. know which three are going to be fine, right. which four <laughs> are going to need help and you know what I mean? That kind of situation. So you got to right. know your kids, but right. how do you think your experiences of travel or your, um, you know, being intentional with them younger, how did that translate into being the parent that was able to kind of give your child that space right. to explore right. on their own and to, you know, take those steps when they felt like they were ready? Right. And and that goes back to, we didn't, like I said, we didn't travel far. We stayed kind of local on local travel, but that opened up. Like we would go down to the waterfront and take a ferry ride from Philly over to Camden. And Okay. We wouldn't have any purpose for going over there. We would just take the ferry ride. So it was always um, instilling that nature of like, going someplace new. Like you said, um, we would, they used, to, they used to hate it, but sometimes I would have no plan. It was like, we just going to get on this train. We're going to get on this. We're just going to see where it goes. And they're looking at me like, and like, mom, <laughs> but you know, felt safe enough because mom was there or whatever. And I think as that started to open up the adventure, for them it and i would see how they would act in local spaces so it just made me know like you'll be fine you know you'll yeah. be, go some they go places with other family members and i always get the report back of how well they did on their own and we kind of and they're very curious like me so it was kind of a segue from local travel to kind of okay and i didn't want to stop them from being able to go just because i wasn't able to go for whatever reason so it's interesting you say that because, yes, I had my childhood travel, but that was kind of always with people doing things. So to let them go off with other people, I really don't know like where that boldness came from or where that, that you know, courage, if you will, comes from and just say, okay. But I didn't want to stop them. I think it was more about not restricting them and letting them know that, 
because I had watched so many other people do it and I just didn't want, not like you said, not with travel, but period. I didn't want them to be restricted from doing really anything. It was like, just because I haven't had that experience, I want you to have experiences that I haven't had. But at the same time, I didn't figure like, oh, I'm a certain age. Those days are over for me. And it was like, no, I'm going to go and have some experiences too. So we kind of influenced each other. And I do get a lot of feedback from people my own age who they, they'll say, because I post everything. I post everything on my social pages and they're watching, you know, some of my friends and you, you're always somewhere doing something, whether it's with somebody or by myself. And people have shared with me that encourages them while they might not be adventurous to go zip lining like I did or yeah. go on a Vespa scooter or whatever, just to get out of their norm. It has encouraged, like you said, that representation matters and seeing somebody do it at any age. They watch my young people do it. They watch my kids do it. They watch me do it. And knowing that, you know, that encourages them, they could do it too. And that feels good when you see somebody. I had a friend who she just talked about travel, talked about travel, but she never really, you know, went anywhere. And that was fine. That was her comfort zone. And then one day I look up on social media, she's on a plane going to Dubai. And I was like, I had to, I called her by the time I saw the picture, she was already home. I called her up and I was like, what's, what's up? What's going on? She said, I finally just did it. Somebody invited me. I said, why not? And she told me that I had encouraged her just kind of watching me kind of go and had encouraged her when the opportunity came for her to just go on her own. So like you said, representation matters and just the inspiration of wanting to I think you said this on one of your shows talking about you learn so much traveling. You learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about the world. You dispel a lot of the stereotypes and uh, um, misrepresentations that you might have had or, or, you know, grew up with. You just learn so much. And that's what I want for my children specifically, but for Anybody I encounter, I want to say travel so you can kind of get to know yourself better and travel so you can get to know the world better and understand that, you know, don't just live in that little bubble. Yeah. I think there's also this misconception that there's always more time. That's true. Unfortunately, that's not guaranteed for anybody. No. Uh, I've, you know, seen coworkers, you retire and a month later you drop dead. Mm-hmm. Or I've also had coworkers that died months before they retire. Right. And you have yeah. all of these plans Just for, plans. you know, yeah. when, when this gets ready or when yeah. I get this right, or as soon as I get this kid, the baby yeah. out of the house, they get the college. And because <laughs> yeah. there's always going to be another goalpost. There's always yeah. going to be mm-hmm. another, you know, uh, measure of one more thing and one more mm-hmm. thing. And well, as soon as this, and well, I got to, so true. Why, why wait? Why wait? Because you ain't do it before, right? Like let let the now of things right. be the reason why you go. Because right. you never fucking know. You like know. I was talking with one of my coworkers earlier today, and we were saying something about um, when our dogs die. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking about I don't know. If, I know why you. I understand mm-hmm. why you shouldn't bury your pet in your backyard. Right. 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 But <laughs> I was like, well, I know. My great grandma dog is in that ground, so right. I'm thinking like maybe I'm gonna put Banksy there, but I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> and then I was talking to another one of my coworkers, 
No, and then he was just like, but you know what? We could go first. I said, you know the fuck what? You absolutely right. I'm talking about, you know, doing all these things for my dog yep. for a sweet 16 and I dropped the ball on quinceanera. Sorry, baby. Um, but it's like, I'm all of this planning and I want to do this and I'm, and I'm just... Yeah. I could go before the damn dog. Yeah, that's true. By the grace of God, I'm only here yeah. now. Exactly. I have been through plenty of shit that maybe I shouldn't have made it. Exactly. Anything could freaking happen. Right. So the point right. is, it's like you could wait all your life all your and life. then realize now I got arthritis. Now can't I got a bad back. Now yep. I can't see out the left eye. Or yep. now, and then what, if you will, I don't want to say what as if someone with mobility restrictions or any types of disabilities right. still don't right. enjoy experiences travel. and travel. Sure. But like, if you've always dreamed of walking across the great wall of China exactly, and it comes to us, well, I'm going to wait until I retire and then I'm right. going to walk across. And it's just like, well, by the time you retire, first like, of all, the way shit is set up now, we ain't retiring <laughs> until seven years old. God right? bless. Uh, <laughs> God bless those of y'all yes. who are able to retire yes. while you are still young and exactly. healthy and, you know, have the bodies that you are exactly. used to doing all of the things with. Exactly. Right. But the opera. And then if you retire, who's right. to say something else in your life doesn't right. all of a sudden now need you because yeah. for those of us that are still blessed to have like our parents in our exactly. lives as we age, Mm-hmm. I, I watched my mom bust her ass my whole life, took right. care of, you know, me and my brother and my dad, you right. know, because my dad was like the third kid. Right. Um, my daddy. <laughs> like, bro, so hard. Um, but, you know, you, you watch your parents parent, mm-hmm. right, for your mm-hmm. entire lives. Right. And then my grandparents, my grandfather got sick. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was there. She was yeah. always there. She always exactly. taking care of my grandpa. Exactly. And, you know, then my mom, I'm trying to think, I think my mom retired after my grandpa passed or was it okay. before? I don't remember which one of the, it's just like, I think she retired right before my grandpa died, but it's just like you retire right? and now you spend every day taking care of your parents. Right. And exactly. so it's just like, while you still might've had the wind, while you still mm-hmm. might've had like, you yeah. know, that extra energy because you're used to getting up every morning. As, I mean, right. she still get up in the morning, every morning. Right. 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 But it's like, while you still have the, the rotation of, you know, being at work and you getting up and you moving and you're right. going and you're coming and going, enjoy your life while you have it. Enjoy your life while you have it because it is never a guarantee. And yeah. like you were saying, travel gives you that opportunity to experience yourself in different ways and to learn so much more about life. So why not give yourself the opportunity to enjoy the life that you have left? You know what I mean? It's you would, I personally know that I would, I don't want to say I would hate to have like an incredible aha moment about something in my life Mm -hmm. past the point of when it would be something easy to explore or, you know, endeavor. Like I would hate to say, you know what, maybe I should take up yoga. Mm -hmm. Like when my back really starts going, I don't have the best back, but like, I would hate to say, I really want to try that shit. When it hurts even more, you know what I mean? So I really would just encourage people to get out and explore while you have 
your desire to do okay. it, whatever your mobility may look like, whatever, mm-hmm. because you never know that you might discover something that makes something that's not going right go better. Something better. else. A lot of times the answers you may be looking for or didn't mm-hmm. necessarily know there was mm-hmm. an answer to are just out there someplace else. Yeah. But you have yeah. to give yourself that opportunity and that space to try something yeah. new or to be in the space for that opportunity to actually meet you. I agree. And, um, yeah, I think that there are, you know, um, so many adults. That's one of the things that I would say um, I probably heard most, not mostly, you hear it from everybody, but mm-hmm. I always, like, when I started traveling, what I hated so much was hearing, like, my mom say, oh, when I retire, I'll do this, or right. I'm going to wait till, you know, uh, retire for this. And, exactly. and it's, you hear so many people say it. And now that I'm at that age where you can kind of talk to your coworkers a little bit differently and have different conversations with them, it's kind of like, no, I want y'all to go now. Like (laughs) you looking at me talking about, Oh, where are you going now? Young lady, where are you going next? I don't know. Miss so-and-so Miss D, where are you going? Exactly. (laughs) Where are you going Cleveland? What you going to check out? You know what I mean? It's just like, it doesn't, it's not a young person's thing. The world doesn't belong to the young. The world doesn't belong to the old. We all fucking here. And there's young and old people everywhere. So if older people are making shit shake in Japan, you can make shit shake in Japan at whatever age you are. You just gotta get yourself there. Right. Right. I agree. I agree so much. And I, um, like I said, I didn't really, I guess get ruled really into my travel, really get an opportunity. It's not about opportunity. The opportunity was always there. I didn't take the opportunity until I was really in my 50s when I really started taking the opportunity to travel. I mean, I've basically been somewhere when I could because that whole two and a half years that we couldn't. But then the time that I could, I went and I found a way. And it always seems when I, when I plan a trip, maybe the week of, I start getting sick. I get a toothache, mm. I get a little, a little pain, a little something. Something is trying to feel like it's trying to discourage me from going. But I've learned to push, just push through it, you know, and realize like not let anything deter me and just go. And I am so glad on the other side that I didn't let some something was trying to stop me go. I mean, I don't let them. It's always some kind of financial thing comes up, some bill out of nowhere comes up and it's just like I remember <laughs> we were on going on our honeymoon, me and my husband, and I'm in the in the airport trying to negotiate this bill that came out of nowhere. And I don't know where this money because I you know I'm going on vacation. So it's like right. everything was planned, everything was set. We go on this honeymoon and then all of a sudden out of nowhere I just get this email and it's like oh, I forgot about that. So I'm on the phone negotiating as they tell me to put my phone in airplane. <laughs> I'm on the phone but I'm not gonna let anything stop me you know because it always works out in the end it always works out but I just feel like it's always some reason why you shouldn't do it why you can't like you say oh i'll do it then i'll do it whenever i'll do it when this happens when that happens when the stars align whenever whatever and it's just like you look up and years have passed and you haven't done it and then like i said now i want to play i want to go everywhere like i want to go to every continent i want to go to so many different countries. I want to just get that passport, just use it up in as many places as I can go in the time I can use it. And I just won't let 
I don't know. I just at the point now you said it's very intentional and I won't let anything yeah. stop me from going. And I'm going to go as long as I can go. Because like you said, when you get someplace, then you look over and there's somebody older than you, you know, right next to you. And it's like you would get ready. They're there, having a good time. They're there. And you're just sitting home contemplating why you can and when. No, I'm, we get ready to do um, a cruise, me and my husband and my my cousin and her husband, um, to to Panama Canal. I don't know what's that. I mean, I know what the Panama Canal is, you know, theoretically, but right, I don't same. know if it's something that I'm into or whatever, but it was just, it came up. It was like, okay, why not? And so we're going to do um, this nine-day cruise to the Panama Canal, Grand Cayman, Cartagena. I always think about you. Ooh. I think about Cartagena, so we have a stop in Cartagena. Itinerary. And Costa Rica. So those are the four stops. And I, I've never been to any of those places and I'm so excited and I've been doing my research. Um, I've been going back and listening to some of your old podcasts and listening to, okay, so I found about your Cartagena. Um, and I'm like, you, I'll give I you Marlon's just, number. Remind me, I'll give you I, Marlon's I number. To reach out to sure yeah. Cause we're there for like a certain amount of time. So I don't know if we can make it work, but I'll definitely appreciate it. Um, but like the things that you talk about in your travel, you really inspire me. And you provide that representation, even though, you know, somebody say, well, oh, she's young. She could do that. No, when I hear you do things, I'm like, I can do that. I can go there. (laughs) And it's so inspiring when I hear you talk about, like, I want to go to Joshua Tree. But after I heard you talk about, I just look at your pictures and I just say, you know, that's on my list now. Mm -hmm. And your, your trip to Mexico, I did get an opportunity to go to a wedding in Mexico. In September, and nice. what part yeah, were in? Um, we were in Cancun, uh, right, right outside of Cancun. Um, can't remember the name of it. Puerto, don't get me wrong. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Puerto. Oh, I know, oh, right? Um, Carmen, Puerto. Shit, because I think it was we looked right. at staying someplace there. And we went. It was like it wasn't my typical kind of vacation because I really like you. Okay. I don't really do like the all inclusives. I like to get into the locals. I like to be in the mix of everything. But I had never been before. Opportunity came up. It was a wedding for a friend. So me and my daughter, we found a little cheap flight and found a, a booking for the same resort for half price. Then they were offering it, and we just got on the plane and went down there. Um, yeah. So I just want to. I just want to go. I just want to have a good time. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll go by myself. I'll go with other people. I won't let other people not going stop me from going. Right. But um, yeah, that's, that's that's I'm excited about the cruise now. Um, and I'm just always on on a lookout for whether it's a local tour around my own city or yes. a flight and a cruise or whatever in another country. Um, it's all travel. To me, and it's all opportunity that I've never done. So, even staying local, I personally think is um, travel related because if I gotta find a way to get there, exactly, that is the nature of travel. I think that for so long, I made travel out to be something so big and elaborate that I also kind of um, I wouldn't say discredited, but probably discredited some 
excursions and trips and experiences as if they were just some little thing or it was like, no, you traveled, you did a little something. And I think that the same experiences sometimes that we get when we go to Mexico or Colombia or to, you know, the Chinas of the world, it's like, you, you could absolutely do that an hour from your house. A lot of the time we are looking for that stepping outside of the familiar Right. And the unfamiliar also exists locally. Right. Go to a new restaurant, yeah. go to a new, um, Museums and you're, like yeah. a, exactly yeah. the, the stuff that people are coming to your city to do step into it. Exactly. Because that's another thing that I've mentioned before. It's just like, I don't even think I'm a great host. Mm-hmm. I, there are so many things about New York that mm-hmm. I know that it's like, I live here. So right. when somebody says, Oh, well, what you do, girl, I go to work. <laughs> what do you do at home? Okay. Like I go to work. That's it. Like I, and then it's just like, no, you do do things, right? But you do life things, yes. but try to find where are your top three restaurants in your neighborhood? Exactly. If somebody were coming to your city, like where would you take them? Where are places that are really nice to walk? Where are places that are really nice to have a picnic? Explore your own city and that same kind of Oh, this is nice. Ooh, just oh, I needed that, or just a, <laughs> needed yeah. a little break, or a little kind of separation from yeah. the stress of this. Exactly. This cousin's always complaining about this. Mm-hmm. My grandma asking for this. Whatever right. it is, you can get that experience that you're looking to get from travel, right? From someplace local. Someplace and if you don't want to stay in your own city, try right. going to the next day over. Right. Try going right. to yeah. wherever. Like, um, shout out to Kenya. And Croatia um, on the charts there. I don't know what y'all regions mm-hmm. are called, but go to the next one exactly. and consider that it don't have to necessarily be go on to uh, like, I don't know if everybody has Amtrak, but mm-hmm. if you have yeah. like a train system yeah. or a bus system, if you want to keep it cute and economical, yes. what's an hour away? That's it. What's an hour away that you ain't yeah. been to before? Exactly. Check it out. Stay yeah. overnight or just exactly. go for um another Make like you're in Philly. Philly <laughs> is a really bomb road trip. We were looking to go yeah. to um uh Genomone, best okay. concert I went to all fucking year. Yeah. And we were looking into making a trip of it. Like, all right, well, mm-hmm. let's see where we can go see her where we'll where we will have a good time. So of course my right. girl was top of the list, but then those mm-hmm. sold out. Then okay. we were looking at, all right, well, my cousins are in D.C., so let's put mm-hmm. D.C. on the list. Mm-hmm. They had, like, standing room only. And okay. Standing room. I am. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, run me a seat. I will pay extra. Exactly. Um, what else would we look at? Toronto. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Toronto, but it's not my right. girl. But we right. thought about going there. Mm-hmm. And then we were looking at Philly, and we were kind of like, do we want to go to this venue? Like, if mm-hmm. we go, are we going to stay overnight? And then it's right. just like, how do how does it feel to stay overnight when we an hour and a half away? Do you really want to stay overnight or do we just want to like, what are we doing? You can absolutely travel for a basketball game, for a Mm -hmm. a sports game. If you know your team is playing someplace local, go see the game over there. Right. And it's usually cheaper. (laughs) Right. Because they not even your team, you know? So it's just like, you could get the seats in the back, just make an event of it. I think sometimes making an event of some that. of the little things of life yes. kind of give you that little refresh or right. the little, um, you know, pick me up sometimes right. that 
the world is falling apart around us. It is right. always falling apart right. around it's us. We got to do our yeah. own job of like yeah. checking in with ourselves and making sure yeah. that we could kind of make it through if the world going to exactly. make it through. Exactly. We got to find your own joy. You got to make your own joy. Find your own joy. <laughs> and that's what, you know, I'll, we'll get up and just go down and the waterfront is literally a few blocks away. You know, we'll either walk down there or go to like a, a park. You know, you get inside of a park and sometimes, you know, in most cities, there's a national park, like you said, within an hour. Once yeah. you get inside that national park, and a lot of times they're free or really inexpensive. Once you get inside, you forget all about what's outside. So yeah. I'm always... You forget you even home. You, you forget. forget where you at. Yeah. Because it's not even the, you know, you can get the experience of being in the city and then you can get the exactly. experience of being outside in exactly. nature. Exactly. So I have one last question I wanted to ask you in terms of your travel planning and finding mm -hmm. information, like yes. where do you find your information? Because I'm curious as to if um, different demographics mm -hmm. find information in different spaces okay. and okay. what um, like. For example, right? So I don't, what was I listening to? The Friend Zone, mm -hmm. one of my favorite podcasts. And I am doing a catch up. Like I had fallen into like a crime junkie kind of okay. crime, true crime hole. And that's all mm -hmm. I was listening to. Right, right, right. Month. So yeah. I missed a bunch of episodes. So I'm catching up on Friend Zone. And there mm -hmm. was an episode Asante did about scamming. Okay. So many scam, scams mm -hmm. and one of the sentiments that um, the hosts had expressed was really being worried about like our parents or, okay. you know, our elders. A lot of us don't necessarily live close or in the same city or in the same States as our parents. And a lot of times, you know, you realize that they may not trust people mm -hmm. and they may maybe put a little more trust in technology or right. vice versa. Right, they may right. be really weary of trusting technology because in some, uh, in some cases it's much newer. Right. So I'm curious as to, is there like a generational divide in how we find our information or the places that we go to get our information? Right. Because I'm also realizing Google ain't the same Google that it was no. when, when I started Googling no. it's, no. and I absolutely found an article that, now, I wanted to say uh, a word that's not actually a word, like <laughs> or something. I don't know where the fuck I was going with it. But that um, it, it gave, um, the sentiment is like, it made me feel better about it. It validified. That's where it was. Woo. <laughs> I was reaching. It, validif it validified for me yeah. that, no, something's up. Google has changed like their algorithm or they yeah. do something. So you could type in a search and it's giving you right. something for freaking. So different. I, I thought I was fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. I thought that it's just like, Oh, I'm just not using Google appropriately right, right. or it's just my Google, whatever. Yeah. So there are so many different ways to find information. There are yes. so many different ways to kind of screen your information right. and the, right. the, the lens, if you will, of how yeah. you get, your information. Right. I'm curious as to where you find, um, you know, your, not just like inspiration, but like right. the answers when you're looking for a question or when you're looking right. up and researching a destination, like what right. are the places that you necessarily point your attention towards? 
Well, um, I usually like I'm, I love to read. So that's kind of where it starts a lot of times. That's that kind of becomes my inspiration, reading and just let my imagination flow to like these different places and experiences. That's kind of where it starts. But once I determine, once I decide on a place um, or even like a, a region or whatever, um, I really like Facebook. I join a Facebook group from that place. Um, a lot of times you with the chats and the comments, you just can learn so much from either people who visit that place a lot or people who live in that space. And especially when you're looking for a certain kind of experiences like black history or, you know, certain kind of uh, specific interests, you can ask those questions and usually get a lot of answers um, from that. I love YouTube. I'm a YouTube junkie. I will sit and watch YouTube videos about a destination. Um, one thing, one of the reasons how I started listening to you is just finding representation um, about places that I hadn't been because a lot of people, I don't know, they just didn't, when you go on YouTube, they don't look like us a lot of times. A lot of times, especially when you look at national, like national parks and um, museums and places like that, more historic areas. When I was doing research for the European trip, a lot, it was, it was almost impossible to find someone who, some representation, somebody who would experience the way that I was hoping to experience it. Um, that's one of the reasons why I, I do want to, I don't know how I want to do it yet, but I want to be get involved in showing people that people like you do these things. Black people ski, yeah. black people do national parks, black people do water sports, whatever it is. I want people to see that it's not, you know, we're out there, we're out there, we're yeah. doing something. But, um, so I'm a YouTube person. I go and do a lot of research there and then um, I will, you know, do Google a little bit. But like you said, I'm finding more and more that you get in these rabbit holes. It's really hard to pinpoint what you're looking for. So with that being said, I talked to my oldest daughter and she introduced me recently to chat GPT. So okay. that's that's my thing now. I love chat GPT, AI generated stuff like that. Uh, I go in and I just type whatever questions in my head. Um, I was looking for, for the cruise that we're going on, I'm looking for Afrocentric experiences in the different ports. I don't just want to do the touristy thing. So I just asked, what type of uh, Afrocentric experiences can I do in this port, that port? And AI is just, it'll just run it down. Like it's you wait. 30 seconds and it just runs it all down and just shares with you specifically based on the question. You can get as, you just keep going and going and going, get as deep into it as you want to go. Um, and I found out in Costa Rica, we're going to a port called Limon and Limon is the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. So that's not. Sadie's the, the, out there. Travel oh, Sadie. I saw that. I sent you her I, information. Please send me that. And I think, I, I think, I don't know, somebody did just see that. And so send me that information. But she, um, but when I went in chat GPT, I just typed what kind of Afrocentric experiences can you do in Limon? The, the cruise ship, you know, their excursions are going to be geared mostly not to everybody. For everybody, kind of the general population yeah. and the touristy kind of crowd. That's not looking for the same experience that I'm looking for. And when I put it in chat GPT, they told me about like, there's a, a statue of like a black Christ 
at this ch- Catholic church, like in the in the hood, you know, like, and they saw you, they tell you how to get there, like say there's safe ways to get there. So when you go, you're, you've done your research, but you've done a little deeper than just the typical stuff that people are going to do. I might not do everything on that list, but now I have a list of, but I want to find out like, where's the best jerk chicken in Grand Cayman? You type that in chat GPT and they'll run you down a whole list of restaurants. And then you can kind of go on whatever and do your reviews and kind of see what the vibe is, look at some pictures, go on social media. Um, I always just follow different people on Instagram, whatever I restaurant I see, I follow it so I can start to get a feel as I'm leading up to the trip. Are they having any kind of special events, any special days, any, any discounts coming up, any deals are coming up while I'm going to be there, any music festivals or special, uh, I love live music. Are they having any live music events? You know, so that's kind of, been my new uh, tool, my newest tool is ChatGPT and AI doing things like that. And I know there's like a lot of controversy around it, but for travel, that's been where I've gotten really precise answers to the questions I have. I don't know why it's all of that. <laughs> my daughter shows me. <laughs> Thank you to your baby. <laughs> Thank you, little Miss Boy. <laughs> wow. That yep. is absolutely something I'm going to see. I've been very age aside. I am a little mm-hmm. weary about new tech sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just, but I feel, I, it, I get very easily frustrated if I'm right. not good at something right away. Right. Right. So unfortunately, I mm-hmm. tend to kind of stick to the rivers and the lakes that right. I used to. Right. Um, right. And in certain little realms and in certain respects, I know that I can uh, branch out a bit more. Like I can be very adventurous in some areas Mm -hmm. and then in others, absolutely not. And I think that um, that is one that I need to dip a toe in the water and see how it could be um, so much more, you know, beneficial and useful. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Put me onto something new. (laughs) So Miss Boyd. Where can the people find you? You have been such an incredible guest. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Um, Where can the people find you and follow your travels and see what you are up to and where you have adventured to next? Um, Because, um, so I was was posting a lot on my my personal page on Instagram and people were, we love to travel. It's like when you travel, you take us with you. So I created a page called Lemon Drop Travel on Instagram. And I post um, not just my own travel, but I share different travel related information and things there so that um, people can see. I do a lot of local stuff. I'll show you Philly and New York are like two of my big places that I post on there. So because my daughter's in New York and I know it's literally like a hour and a half bus ride away, I will hop on a some kind of bus. And because I don't like to drive in New York, I will hop on some kind of bus and go from Philly to New York and be able to experience that, like that whole getaway or getaway weekends or whatever. And so if you go on my page, you'll see a lot of local travel. You'll see a lot of, um, not, not completely, not exclusively, but I do a lot of black owned and black focused stuff. Um, because I think it's so important for people to know that we're everywhere and we're doing everything. Um, and I, have connected um, one of the people that you have, well, a couple people, but one person in particular, Franny the Traveler, 
I, I found her on your show. Hey, Franny. And we've been communicating back and forth um, on social media. I feel like I know her. I can't wait to one day go and spend, you know, some time with her in New York. I just think she is an amazing person. I did. I buy, I buy a bought a book because of you. Right. I Yay. use to plan my um, different travels when I go different places. I always check her book to see what's, what's where. And even in my own city, she's opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, Lemon Drop Travel is what it's called. And I picked that name because I wanted to squeeze. When I travel, I like to squeeze every drop out of a place because I I'm going back. Right. So, well, you know, the plan is I hope maybe one day they come back. But if I don't, I'm going to squeeze as much out of it as I can while I'm there. I love that. Thank you Thank so you. much for sharing. Thank you so much. Good. I'm going to absolutely have your um, Instagram in the description box for the good people. Thank you. And um, let this conversation be the inspiration, yes. the visibility. If mm -hmm. you don't see yourself out traveling, we out here. And you yeah. can be out here too. Yes. All right, y'all. It's been real. Thank you. Bye-bye. next week. Bye, y'all.